Welcome to the Gap Church Podcast, where we're filling the gap through freedom and the truth. Please enjoy this week's message. Amen. All right, cool. Well, basically, you know, as I was thinking of this sermon, uh, for some reason, I don't know, like randomly, I don't know, who watches Marvel movies? I think everybody, because they're taking your coins anyways. Who watches Marvel movies? Or DC, Batman, okay, Joker, you know. All right, cool. So for me, I don't really read comics like that, but you know, I watch the movies. And uh, I don't know about y'all, but I love the movies because uh, we always await for that huge battle scene. Like, whether it's uh, Thanos versus, versus all the Avengers, you know, we always wait for that, that scene where like, it just goes crazy. Um, but for me, I'm very practical. I'm a practical thinker. So every time I watch these movies and you know, we get to the ending of the, the fighting scene, you know, the climax is already eclipsed and you know, it's kind of getting slow. I'm like, I'm very practical. Lolade, can you put up the picture I have, uh, I have here? Uh, I need y'all to see this, because this is how I think. Uh, you can just put up anyone. So, okay, y'all, y'all remember this, right? Okay, remember this, right. So me practically, this is fire, first of all. You know, I'm like, shoot, oh no, he didn't, like, bruh. Ooh, snap, you know. But realistically, the way I think is like, bruh, Look at everything around him. <laughs> I don't know if you can go to the next picture, Lolati, that we have. Like, for me, I'm thinking, okay, realistically, bruh, they just destroyed the whole city. Like, let's think very realistically. Like, there's innocent people who are probably dead. There's so much millions of dollars that they're going to have to use to reconstruct everything, and they're worried about the person that's up there. <laughs> realistically, that's how I think. But... It's funny because, you know, as I was preparing for this message, I realized that, you know, it's about to be cliche. A lot of us are in this situation. And how are we in this situation? I believe that, you know, when we fight a battle, it's very easy uh, when we receive the victory, right? It's all beautiful. We're in the victory. But the truth is, if you watch these movies, they receive the victory and the surrounding looks like this. It doesn't look nice. They have the victory, but the surroundings is destroyed. Tony Stark is gone, right? He's dead. Like, they've lost stuff in the battle, but they still have the victory, right? And I believe that as I was preparing, God was telling me that some of us, or a lot of us have the victory that he's given us, but it's very hard for us to actually walk into walking in victory because of everything that has occurred in the battle, the things that we've lost, the things that we've gained, the hate, the, the, the pain, the scars that we've, we've gotten from the battle. It's so hard for us to progress into walking into victory because there's so much that we left on the battlefield. And as I started to think of a title for this message, I just believe that, you know, God was like, keep it simple. And the title I have, if you're taking notes, is Victory at Last, question mark. Victory at Last, question mark. If you're saying it's like, Victory at last? Like, you're questioning if you actually have victory. And, you know, as I thought to myself about that, I was like, I was just thinking to myself like, okay, victory at last. Realistically, we hear victory and we think, oh, you know, yes, yes and this, but I look at that at last part, the at last. Do you know at last means struggle? It's like, if you hear that victory at last, it's like struggle. It's you're tired. You've, tr- you've, you've been battling for so long that you finally have achieved the victory. 
So victory at last sounds sweet, but the at last part is like you had to really go, go in for the battle. We had to really go in for the battle. And, you know, as I started to, to talk to the Holy Spirit, I believe that he was, he was revealing to me that it is so hard for us to move out from the battle into victory because of certain things. For me, I don't, I'm, I'm going to just picture this real quick. For me, I was thinking to myself, like, a lot of us have the victory, but we're still on our knees holding everything we've lost. We're still at our knees looking at the ashes. We're still at our knees. Um, they're like, yes, we have the victory, but everything around us is burning down. And God told me, you know, one of the things he said to me is that uh, one of the reasons why we, we find it so hard from moving from the battle to victory, even though we have the victory, is because a lot of us have found our identity in the battle. A lot of us have found our identity in the, in the battle. He revealed to me and he said this. He said, a lot of us went into the battle not knowing who we were or whose we were. Because here's the thing. Even if you, know, even if you don't know who you are, at least if you know whose you are, you can, you can approach the battle differently. But a lot of us went into the battle not even knowing who or whose we were. And I want us to turn to the scripture because I want us to realize how important it is for us to actually know, like to have known who we were or whose we were going to the battle. Let's go to 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 13. 1 Samuel chapter 16, verses 13. Perfect. Thank you. Um, some quick context here. This is after Saul, of course, uh, disobeyed God. Excuse me. And he's been rejected. So God tells Samuel, hey. There's somebody that, uh, there's, a, there's a kid, goes to this house, Jesse's house, and I want you to anoint the youngest one because that is who is going to be the next king. So this is that moment. So it says, then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers. And the spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. So Samuel arose and went to, can't read it, but to, yeah. So either way, to Ramah, thank you. Now, What's the important part here? I love how it says, once he anointed him in the midst of his brothers, the, whole, the, the, the spirit of the Lord came upon David from that moment forward. What does that mean? Before David even fought a battle, before David even knew who he could be, before David even saw himself at the throne, he knew that God was with him. And what, what I, re, I realized is that when we walked into the battle, we didn't know who we were, right? So we were struggling. And in the middle of the battle, we found God. We found God finally. And what happened is, once we found God, God carried us to the victory, right? God, God carried us into victory. But I don't know about y'all, but there's been moments in our life that we know that we've struggled a lot. And we're now in a better place. And I don't know about you guys. I've said this before. Man, I remember when I used to fast that much. I remember when I used to pray like that. I remember like... When I used to go ham at church serving, like, because all that stuff that was going, you know, going on in my life, you know, so I was really praying. And one of my friends told me this, funny enough, after I was praying for a long time about something, she said, you know, by the way, make sure you use that same energy that you prayed for the answer to sustain it after. So here's the thing. When we're at the battlefield and we have victory, the truth is it's hard for us to move from the battle because Sometimes we feel like our best version was in that battle. 
We feel like the most prayerful version of us was in the battle. We feel like, man, I, I gained so much. I had better habits. I grew as a believer. And, and God really saved me in the battle. So, man, like, I don't know how I can really, like, go from this. And another thing that God revealed to me as well is that the common question that I believe a lot of people ask at the battlefield, even though they have victory, is what's next? I don't know about y'all, but that question is scary. What is next? Everything around you is burning, and you actually have to stand up and move forward? You have to, you have to go and forgive the person that slapped you in the face for multiple years. You have to now... <laughs> Do you know how hard it is for some people, they go through rehab, whether it be for addictions or uh, drinking, and they go through rehab and they, they, they've, been, uh, they've been good for like six months. And the reality sets in that they actually have to go back into the world, into surroundings, to happy hours. <laughs> and it's very hard for us to actually want to go forward when we realize what is next. Because the truth is, what's next is another battle. What is next is another battle. I, I, I remember reading the scripture, and the Israelites, just as God delivered them from Pharaoh, they're walking, they have the victory, but what do they see? The Red Sea. That is what's next in a lot of our lives. They see the Red Sea, and what do they start saying? They start complaining. Oh, man, if we knew that we are going to be right here... <laughs> We should have just been left in slavery. And here's the truth. A lot of us would rather be, be left in a battle being struggling than have to deal with what's next of the unknown. We'd rather, we, we've grown accustomed to the bombs, the bullets, the pain, the bad affirmations, that going out of it and not even knowing what to expect, at least we know that we're going to get bruised. At least we know we're going to get uh, disrespected or our friends are still going to lie to us or we're still going to be addicted. We, at least we know our normal. But having to move forward into something that we don't even know scares a lot of us from even moving forward. And as I continue to read, you know, the question came, so what do we do then? Like, what do we do, like, after victory? Like, what is, what is the point then? Like, what can we do before we even start walking in the victory? Like, what does that look like? And very common, it's simple. Celebrate, right? Celebrate. It's good to celebrate the victory, right? Right, yeah. You, you got you to aim your exam? Celebrate. Pat yourself on the back. But the truth is celebrate, but don't lose sight of the rebuild. Don't lose sight of the rebuild. I don't know about you guys, but I'm a Lakers fan. I don't know if y'all watch basketball. I'm a Lakers fan for real. And earlier this year, we won the NBA Finals. Shout out to LeBron, RIP Kobe. You know how we do it. Shoot. And, you know, we won the finals. We won the championship. But what I loved about the Lakers is this. They did not just stay complacent after winning. Yeah, they took, they popped some champagne bottles, smoked some cigars, did what they wanted to do, take some pictures with the championship. But what did they do after? They started looking at the weaknesses in their team. Oh, yeah, we need some more bigs on our team. We need, we need some more uh, perimeter players. They made some trades. They made some free agent calls started signing some more players. And the truth is, a lot of us are stuck celebrating sometimes that we forget to rebuild. Because here's the thing, in the rebuild season, is, it's, it's important because your enemy, guess what they're doing? They're looking at your weaknesses. Yeah. They're looking at, your, at what they did wrong. 
It's even biblical. What does it say? Like, if, if you overcome something, there's more demons coming back, even stronger, to come back at you. And the truth is, when we celebrate so much and we don't rebuild the wall, the devil is waiting. He's waiting for you. So here's a, what does that look like? Okay, you have just gotten out of a season, gotten out of a season of, of being addicted to pornography, right? You're out of the season. You're celebrating six months of being out of it. But what do you do? You don't do anything. You don't get accountability. You're not rebuilding the wall. You're not doing anything that could help you against in the next battle because you're so consumed by the victory. You're consumed by what has happened. But the truth is, if we're not careful, the devil is waiting for us. He is waiting to attack again at those things that we found victory over. And he's not going to hit us lightly. He's coming for our lives. Because guess what? We took something from him. We took something from him. If you look deeper in all of our lives, there's somebody that's connected to our destiny. There's somebody that is going to be saved through our lives. So the thing is that what we may look at as just a victory, the devil looks at as a, a domino effect of what he missed out on. Because the truth is, guess what? If he gets you out, there's a person that you're going to meet that could be a kingdom word. There's a person that that person's going to meet that may work in a hospital that is going to have a faith that can heal people in the workplace. And because of that, a patient is not going to experience it. That's, but if he gets you, it's all gone. <laughs> Another thing I realized of how we can move on to victory is, and I love this, if you don't get anything from today, get this. <laughs> leave what you're supposed to leave and take what you're supposed to take from the battle. Biblically and even historically, even as U.S. Army, whenever there's a battle that's been won, what do they do? They look at the guns. They take their prisoners. They take, uh, in the Bible, uh, with Jehoshaphat after the, uh, the battle, they took the gold, the silver, the, the, the quality items, because that's what people do in the battle. But, you know, God revealed to me that a lot of us have won the victory. We've won the battle, but we've taken things that we weren't supposed to take. We've taken things that we weren't supposed to take. So what does that mean? God delivered you from anxiety, right? But you still kept the friends that made you anxious. Bro. He delivered you, but you still kept the people around that made it even worse. And what happens is that when we try and move forward, and, and, and these friends are around you, and they're like, come on, hurry, come on. And you're like, whoa, like, I thought I was, yeah, I, I thought I was good. But the truth is you, you, you took something that you weren't supposed to take. What else does that look like? Okay, you were in a, in a relationship that, uh, that glorified sexual immorality, right? And God delivered you from that boyfriend, right? And you blocked him everywhere, right? Except for Snapchat. Because you don't use that app. Right? You don't use that. Nobody uses that app. We too grown for that. But the truth is, you still took it with you from the battle. So when that, when that random ding comes on at like 1 a.m., and you're like, I mean, it's... <laughs> and the truth, and here's the thing, the truth is this. The reason, here's the thing, God just revealed this to me. The reason why we even click it is because we still want something from it. Because we still want something from it. We still want something from it. 
And that's the truth is, when we are leaving the battle, like, stop taking what you're not supposed to take from it. If we turn to scripture at 1 Samuel uh, chapter 15, 1 Samuel chapter 15, 1 Samuel chapter 15, perfect. Um, let's actually go to Lucy. 15, 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 1, verse 1. Oh, there's no verse one. Oh, that is one. Oh, sorry. Okay, let's actually go to two. Uh, to uh, verse two. Okay. All right. Cool. 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 So this is basically uh, this is the this is the situation that caused Saul to lose his kingship, right? So this is verse two, and this is what it says. This is what is being said. Thus says the Lord of hosts: I will punish. Amalek for what he did to Israel, how he ambushed him on the way when he came up from Egypt. Verse 3. Now go to attack, go and attack Amalek and utterly destroy all that they have, and do not spare them. Uh, man or woman, infant and nursing child, ox and sheep, camel and donkey. What's pause? So basically, what God is saying is this: hey, you're about to go to war with Amalek. Do not spare them at all. Kill everything. Like, destroy, like, go ham. Do not save a, a, anybody. And if you read down to the scripture, you'll realize that, yes, Saul and the army gets the victory. But what does Saul do? He takes the king, but he, and he, keeps, he keeps the oxen, the, the fatty oxen, the fatty uh, the, 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 the sheep. And what God revealed to me is that, you know, it's easy to take things from a bow that you're not supposed to take if you never see from the perspective of the Holy Spirit or you don't see from a spiritual perspective. So what happens is that we have Saul later in the, in, the, in the Bible, in that chapter, arguing with Samuel, saying that, hey, no, 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 like, I, I did everything I was supposed to do, but I realized, you know, I could take the, the sheep and this and, and, and offer it to God, right? He's trying to basically make it seem as if, like, he was doing God a favor, like, I know, but, like, I was still trying to offer it. And that sounds like a theoretical, like, you know, but the truth is that it was disobedience. It was still disobedience. And here's the thing. A lot of us, because of what we take, hey, we have the victory, but it's not God's victory. We have the victory, but it's not God's victory. We have the celebration, but the truth is that God's hand is not fully on it. And what happens is that we continue, we walk from it, but here's the thing. If God's hand is not on the victory, what happens is that there's not necessarily a safeguard for, a, for another attack for another attack. That's what happens. And as I was praying yesterday night, you know, and I was just, you know, just sealing everything that was going to happen today, the Holy Spirit just told me the word, let go. He said, let go. I took that personally too. I said, oh gosh, oh, you know, wow. And he said, let go because there's more battles to fight. Let go, and this is the key one, he said, let go because what you've been doing is idolizing your scars instead of honoring them. You've idolized your battle wounds instead of honoring them. Instead of honoring them. What does that mean? Yeah, you're out of the situation, you're out of the job, but you're still angry because of what the people told you at the job. You're still angry at how the situation went. Hey, you were delivered 
from, from whatever it was, but the truth is you weren't delivered in the way you wanted it to be. You were exposed. You were exposed. So what happens is that now you're out of, you have the victory over that thing and you're still mad at everybody that was a part of the exposing. Instead of you to be thanking God that he exposed you and now you're free, you're worried about the people that exposed you. You're worried about the people that exposed you. (laughs) And what happens now is that we can, instead of us to move into victory, walk in that victory, we're now staring at the scars and paying attention more to them than even giving honor and, and thanking God for what he did in that battle. For thanking God for delivering us from that thing. <laughs> like, we've, we've had beef with, with our parents for a long time and, you know, or they're, they're, we've had a disagreement and we built up so much uh, pain and, 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 and discouragement and anger and, and now that God has freed us from that thing, but we don't talk to them still. We don't talk to them still. God, God, God delivered you, right? But you're still holding on to what they did. You took that from the battle. You took, you took the, I mean, that slick comment. And what happens is now when you walk out in victory like that, it only takes one thing that they say to get you back in. <laughs> we, thought, we thought a relationship would be this way, and it wasn't really that great. It was toxic, quote unquote, right? And, and now we're out of it, but we're still angry about it. We're angry at ourselves because we wasted our time. We're angry at what we put into the relationship. We're angry of all the gifts that we bought. Bruh, you should be thanking God. Thank God because you don't know what it would have looked like if you stayed in it. <laughs> oh, the man of your dreams engaged you, and now the engagement is broken, and now you're, 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 you're crying, you're crying, but you don't know if he was abusive, really. You don't know if he was an abusive man. <laughs> you, didn't, you don't know if he was just playing a fake for you, Yoruba demon ways, you know? <laughs> like, you don't know what he was doing behind the scenes. And God saved you from that, but you're so concerned because now you see him pull up with another chick. And now what you're doing, instead of thanking God, you're now calculating the timeline. Okay, so we broke up here, and then, and then... So that means that, I mean, because they're, they're close, close. They're not just like friends. They're close, close. So that means they must have been talking before we broke up. Hmm. He was a cheater. He cheated. He cheated. He cheated. He cheated. He cheated. He cheated. That's it. That's the conclusion. He cheated. He cheated. Bruh, you were in a car accident, and you're so mad about your car being totaled, but not your life being saved. That's what happens when we begin to focus on the scars instead of honoring them. <laughs> the car is total, but the person is mm, praise dancing because they realize what it could have been worse. They realize that the battle could have finished them off. But no, that's not us. We want people to feel our pity. We want people to pity us. We want people to, to look down on us. We want people to be sending us flowers like, are you okay? Like, Oh, you know, I mean, just, uh, don't touch, don't touch, uh, just, 
Like, God healed you from COVID, but you're mad nobody called to check on you. Well, I'm sorry, we weren't even talking like that before, so I don't know why you expected that. You're mad about, you're mad about people not checking you when the, you had a virus that has killed thousands of people. That's what you're mad about. You were over here just like, <laughs> looking at your phone, no messages. Bro, be happy. It could have been worse. And as I was praying yesterday, uh, I just heard God literally just say, like, there needs to be an anointing of letting go. You know, we just, we just came from grace to authority, and a lot of us have, have achieved victory in certain things. Finances, immigration, or uh, relationships, jobs, school. But we're, we were happy for a moment, but then after the, Ooh, grace to authority, hype, one year gap. Now we're like thinking, we're in our heads now, and we're thinking about everything that was in the process that we lost or in the process that we did that wasn't really the way we wanted it to be done or all the friends that we're not really cool with anymore. We start thinking about those things, all the money we wasted. All, you know, We start thinking about those things, and now we're stuck just in the position at the battlefield when we really need to be walking into victory, because guess what? 2021 is coming. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what next year is going to look like. And imagine if you're carrying an old battle into a new season where there's new battles. Because if we're stuck at the battlefield, what does that mean? We're not spending time to refoil ourselves. We're not spending time to get new armor. We're not spending time to, re to, to get spiritually in-depth. So we're walking into the battle almost half to nothing full. And when things happen, y'all know I said this the last message, when things happen, we'll be saying what? Well, if it's this, you know it's God's will, so. Nah, bro, that's not it. It's not, it's not always what you think it is. There's certain things that you have done that has made the victory your victory and not God's victory. And there's certain things that you've carried out of the battle that you were supposed to leave, and now you're stuck, and you're not able to walk into victory. And at this moment, uh, I just want us to all stand. Just all stand. And I just want you to all close your eyes and just think. Because I've been preparing for this for like a week and a half now. Y'all are hearing this for the first time. So I've been able to think about what things I carried out the battle, what things I've been, I've been holding on to that I was supposed to let go. But I want you to just think. And think about those things. Is it a friendship? Is it something that happened at school? Is it the depression that you're delivered from, but you, you just don't know how to get forward because you, you just can't believe that you treated yourself that way? Is it parents? What is it that you're still, you have the victory over it, but you're still holding onto those things. You're still idolizing the scars. You're still idolizing the things that God, God wants you to, to give testimonies about. You can't give a testimony about it because you're, you're still dealing with that person and the beef is not done. So you can't really say God did it because the person and you are still engaging and still having this. No, 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 no. Let go and give it to God. Just think of that thing. I'm going to call Yanni and Mecca up here. And like I said yesterday, as I was praying, 
God specifically said that there is an anointing that has to take place today for those that need to let go. To let go of something. That for those who may have carried something from the battle, it may not have been a recent battle. It may have been a battle from a long time ago, from your childhood, from college, from your old workplace. And now you're dealing with it because you can't fully be free. You can't fully walk in the authority, walk in the victory because you are stuck on those scars. You are stuck on what the person did to you. You're stuck on what, what you did to yourself. You're stuck on the friends. You're stuck on the, on the, uh, the time wasted. You're stuck on the, the failed attempts. You're stuck on the, the, the car looking a certain way. You're stuck because your summer didn't look the way you wanted it to look. Yeah, you were supposed to go get your master's necklace this year, but what happened? COVID happened. So you're stuck, even though you've grown spiritually this year, you're stuck looking at the fact that you didn't get to complete something. You don't know what was going to happen. At this moment, I just want, if you can speak in tongues, just go ahead and speak in tongues. What is that thing that you took from the battle? What is that thing that is making it hard for you to walk into victory? You've been wondering, why is it so hard for me to, to fully walk in authority, for, to fully walk knowing that everything is okay? Because there's something that you took. There's something that you're holding on to. You know what it is. Every time you see that person, you're angry. Every time you, 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 you spend money, you're, you're pissed. You're, every time you look at your parents, you're, you're just upset. Every time you think back to that thing, you're crying because you haven't fully dropped everything from that, from that situation, from that battle. What is that thing that you are, that you are holding on to? What is that thing that you did not drop at the battlefield? You keep wondering why you, why you keep falling in and out of that addiction because you didn't drop the things that, that, that made the addiction worse. You just thought you were delivered from the addiction. What is that thing? What is that thing? And if that's you, I have Yenny here and Emeka here. No shame, just come praying as they're going to anoint you because this is a special anointing for those things that you need to drop. What is that thing? What is that thing that you need to drop that you know you've been holding on to? If that's you, just go ahead and come up here and get your anointing. As you go to your seat, just keep speaking in tongues. I want you to pray about that thing. God, please, I'm sorry that I took this from the battle, but please, I don't want to, I don't want to have it anymore. I want to let go of it, God. Take it from me, God. I don't want it anymore. I'm sorry I took it from the battle, God. I'm sorry I focused on my scars when I should have been exalting and thanking you. I'm sorry that even though you delivered me, I still kept those same friends around. I'm sorry even though you delivered me, God, I still, I still kept looking at that thing. I'm sorry that I took certain things from the battle that I wasn't supposed to take, God. And I'm sorry that I cannot fully walk into the victory that you have for me, God. Please, please, Heavenly Father, deliver me from those things. Deliver me from those things, God. 
take them from my hands, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, God, I ask, Lord, your children are crying out to you. You know what they took from the battle, God. You know what they took from that relationship. You know what they took from school. You know what they took from, 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 young, from being young. You know what they took, God, from that job, from the education system, whatever it was, God. You know what they took from that thing you delivered them from. And they have not been able to let go, God. They have not been able to let it go, God. They've been stuck on the pain that they had. They've been stuck on the emotions that they experienced. They've been stuck on the time they wasted, the money they wasted. God, but truly, Lord, I'm asking that you help them to release it, God. Help them to release it, God. Help them to release it, God. I pray, God, that it is gone. They will let go, God. They will let go, God. They will let go, Heavenly Father, God. They will let go. They will let go, God. They will let go. They will let go. God, I pray that they will be able to let go. Allow them to let go, God. Let them to allow them to step into the victory that you've given them, God. Allow them to step into that victory that you have given them, God. This is not a regular anointing, God, but this is anointing, God, of breaking strongholds, emotional strongholds, God. Yes, the season is over with that man, but you still have the soul tie, so you still feel connected. What is that thing that you've been holding on to? Heavenly Father, God, we are asking, we are asking, Lord, allow us to let it go. Take it from us, God. Take it from us, God. Take it from us, God. we're praying that prayer I know there's a few people who in here um, have not had the opportunity to give their life to Christ whether you're watching online or in person and I believe that this is you know as I spoke earlier in the message about going into battles not even knowing your identity not even knowing whose you are or who you are I think this is a moment for you to actually be taken in for you to know whose you are so if that is you I want you to just close your eyes and say this prayer with me Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Help me to know you better. As I accept you today, take over my heart and dwell in me. Forgive me of my old ways and help me to change into the person you want me to be. I love you, Lord, and I proclaim that you are my God. In Jesus' name we pray. Go ahead and give a round of applause for God. Just go ahead and give God thanks. Yeah. And before I before I go off, of just the last thing, y'all can have a seat. Um, the last thing that I just believe that is heavy in my spirit is that you know as we as we enter into the last few weeks of this year, it's very important that we reflect on what we're holding on to. It's very important that we reflect on what scars we've been idolizing. Be honest with ourselves. Be honest with what we've taken from the battle because, uh, you know, there's freedom in knowing what you've been holding on to. And the prayer doesn't stop here. The anointing doesn't stop here. The anointing doesn't stop here. So even through this week, if you notice something is triggering you that you've been delivered from, think, pray, pray about it. God, allow me to let go of it. 
God, take it away from me. Allow me to, to not have the desire anymore. God, yeah, that person's annoying me, whatever, but I've been delivered from anger, God. So please help me to drop that, drop those things, drop the, the, the attitude, God. Help me to drop it. And I believe that God will truly help us in this season to progress into victory and to truly walk into the victory that Olade talked about last week. So thank you, Heavenly Father, God, for all you've done. We thank you, Lord, because it is sealed. It is sealed, God. We thank you for the healing that has taken place, God. And we thank you for all the, the things that have been dropped at the battlefield from today. We advance into the victory that you've given us, God. And we give you all the glory and praise. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to the Gap Church Podcast. We hope this message blessed you. If you made that choice to give your life to Christ, congratulations, we celebrate you. Don't forget to text SAVED to 817-382-2244. Again, text SAVED to 817-382-2244. Thank you so much and have a blessed week.